It's time for a jolly old canon Christmas. You are being very, very naughty. Naughty this! Uh, hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. We are Just Another Movie Night. I am Scott. And I'm Joe. And today we are talking trash. Talking trash <laughs> for sure. <laughs> talking trash indeed. Uh, this is uh, the holiday edition of Talking Trash. We are doing Christmas movies, and I am bending uh, the rules a little bit this time because I'd expected this movie to actually be a Christmas movie because it actually takes place at Christmas time, or does it? I mean, we're led to believe it takes place at Christmas time, yes, because one part people of the are decorating their Christmas trees. <laughs> yeah, one part of the movie's like, yeah, this is Christmas, and the other part of the movie's like, nah, we forgot about that. I mean, you're scooting, you're like really towing the line because this is not a Christmas movie yet, like by any stretch. Yeah, I don't really not. understand. And uh, the movie in question here is Invasion USA from 1985, produced by Canon Films, the legendary company behind so many masterpieces that they went out of business don't you mean crafter pieces but we love the crafter yeah. pieces have we done another canon film i'm sure we've done a few i don't i feel like we haven't no that's not possible i know i would have to think about this that's a little not bit possible. but yeah um this is a chuck norris vehicle this is definitely the first chuck norris film we've done on this show which is shocking because now I want to do them all. <laughs> yeah, let's. Can we talk about him a little bit? Because he's like the one action hero actor that I really never watched when I was a kid. You're beginning to irritate me. I could never, you know, I, I, I don't think I ever purposely watched any of his movies. I, I just wasn't into it. Not and clear. I guess back then I was like still doing girly things and watching girly movies and stuff like that. Stop acting like a dadgum sissy. Like I. But it, you did watch other action heroes, am I correct? You you watched I mean, Stallone and you yeah. definitely watched Arnold because I know Commando was a big part of your childhood. Yeah, but Chuck Norris, I didn't. I never, as a kid, would put him in that situation as like the same as Rambo or Terminator or anything like that because he was just a dude you know like i don't know it was just he he's always came off to me as an old man even though he wasn't old i'm not going to fight <laughs> do, do you get it like i don't know he oh, just kind of like oh, reminds me of like an old man so it was weird so uh if we're playing a game show today if we're going to do a game show and i'm going to ask you a question the first question that needs to be asked is, how old do you think Chuck Norris was during the filming of this movie? Oh my god. Or at least on release. How okay. old was he? So this is 1985. He still has a red beard and red hair with no gray. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe he's 
38. Holy shit, you really think that? 38, 39. Yeah. You think he looks 39 in I mean, he kind of like looks older, but he like I said, he doesn't have the gray in his beard. Well, he's the same age as me. <gasps> no. And I have gray in my red beard. You have, yes, you do. Let's face facts. His beard is nice and dyed. Yeah, right? It has to be. It looks very fake. When he left the table, didn't you say he wasn't going to fight? I didn't fight. I gave a motivational seminar. <laughs> uh, you know, I actually did say it to you. Wow, his his beard is very well, like, manscaped. It, it looks very nice. And you know what? You're right. It, it, it does look like it could be It's colored. Dyed. It's it got to be It has to be colored. But, yeah, I don't so know. So, not only do we share, the uh, do I share the age with him, this movie also is filmed near where we live yes well supposedly. supposedly i mean there is like a lot of shots in this movie where you're like okay yeah. there's no way that that's miami absolutely not i mean it's definitely multiple filming locations for sure but i mean i could see that some parts of it were filmed in florida you could tell but other parts like, no way no yeah i don't mm -hmm. i don't feel it at all no way there it, oh there, it opens up with some florida everglades yeah. And so that's definitely know, filmed in the Everglades. Yeah, we know that that's the Everglades. And, you know, they have to make proper use of airboats and stuff. So how, so my next question is, how much do you think he got paid? Oh, wow. Um, okay, 1985 standards. I'll say he was paid... Hmm. Let's go with $5 million. No, no, no. In 85? No, he got $2 million for this movie. Which is huge back then. Well, that's pretty big. I mean, considering that Marlon Brando made $4 million to appear in Superman, and he was only in it for four seconds. That's true. That is Marlon Brando. No, well, I guess my big question to you really is, how much do you think this movie cost? <gasps> okay, that's a really good question, because I could tell you I have never seen so many explosions. Mm. I mean, that's We've a seen lot. a lot more than that. I mean, no, there's a lot of explosions in this movie. I mean, an, an obscene there, amount. There is some crazy shit going on. From start to finish, there's just explosion after explosion. I'm going to say that this movie cost, I want to say at least in 1985, if he was paid, would you say $2 million? $2 million. I'm going to say this movie cost $10 million. Very close, 12 Okay. Twelve million dollars, and uh, apparently it cost two million just to shoot in the Everglades. Crazy. I, that I don't know about. It's all swamp. Yeah, and then uh, the rest really went to these battle scenes, I guess. Uh, this movie is directed by Joseph Zito. You should definitely know him because he directed Night um, Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Oh boy. Yeah, he also brought everybody with him because makeup and. Uh, the effects are done by Tom Servini and uh, Greg Nicotaro again. Are you serious? Yeah, they're both worked on this film. I mean, they didn't really have... No. 
No. It's very surprising. I would love to know what was going on. Yeah, like, they didn't ha- have any, like, outshining, like, you know, moments where, like, they were, like, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird. There's not a lot of gore in this. Joseph Zito also directed The Prowler. Oh, I love that movie. So, you would think, if you hear his, pred- you know, his uh, pedigree is in these horror films with major special effects and gore. You would think that this movie would be like that. It couldn't be further from the truth. Because I'm I'm going to just say it right now. This movie should have been called Missed Opportunity. <laughs> because on every single front, this movie should be excellent. But it misses the mark completely. There is hardly any gore. Although people are being riddled with bullets. Yeah, there's there's a lot of that, and it's it's a little too. Mm, a lot of that was too much for it, me. Uh, I mean, it, it wouldn't have been. We would have been like cheering, like "Holy crap, that looks amazing!" We've seen movies on small budgets with better stunts. Yeah, see, like Th- this it, movie feels like nothing hits on the emotional level that it's supposed to be hitting. On. And it's true. Like that's why I was like, okay, this is enough. Like it's too much for me. I, I like it just kept going on and on and on the same scene. After same scene. Yeah. It, I'm just like, all right, enough already. Yeah, the the repetition is out of fucking control in this film. It whole. is. It is. Um, yeah, this is talking trash. So we usually talk out the plot of these movies and we spoiler the whole thing. We we do spoilers on the whole thing because we're gonna talk out the whole plot. And this is the easiest movie we've ever done to talk about. I mean, because there yeah. is hardly any plot. There's okay. First of all, hardly any plot. There's one thing to say about the plot, and it's maybe just three little words. What? What is that? Angry Russian man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only things to talk about here are the choices. So, to get into the plot, the movie starts out setting the tone incredibly brutally like the, this movie is very brutal but that's why it's so shockingly dull that it's being so brutal but for some reason it feels disconnected from emotion it doesn't like land and the movie starts off with this tone and you're thinking holy shit this movie's only going to get elevated from here if you open your movie with the brutal opening everything's got to be better like bigger mm-hmm. and it is But nothing ever connects. So the movie starts out with a boat full of refugees trying to get to Miami. Yeah, so they're coming over from Cuba. And there's, I mean, there's a lot of people and women and children and older people on this boat. And they want you to feel the emotion because they have a little child talking about, are we close? Are we getting, are we close to America? You know, when we get there, are they going to make us go back to Cuba? Like, it just seemed like, oh, you know, these, these people just want a better life. Yeah, and they see the Coast Guard, and they get excited. And the Coast Guard comes, and you automatically see our main villain in the film. And there is no, there is no, even if the movie tries to trick you with this, you see Richard Lynch. Richard Lynch is a spooky dude. He is. He He's a spooky, spooky guy. He is from, well, anybody who's ever watched any Next Generation, he was a Next Generation Star Trek uh, he was in the Ninth Configuration, Papa Master 3, Lords of Salem, Trancers 2, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween, and Alligator 2. <laughs> uh, he's in some other ones like Savage Dawn and Werewolf, but 
I think that's enough. Uh, he's famous for having, um, he has like the, I think he was famously burned during a filming of a movie. And yeah. he has um, a lot of burn marks on his face. It, no, it kinda... that's not what happened. In, in 1967, he was actually on LSD and he set himself on fire. Is that what it was? That's what happened. Yep. Wow, I buried the lead. Jesus. Yeah, that's what happened. He 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 was on LSD <coughs> and he set himself on fire in Central Park. That's what he did. If you would ever tell me that I would go into Central Park and try to burn myself to death, I would say that you are out of your mind. If you've taken your last, what you call your last LSD trip, and you really want to be hip, well, dig it, man. Be hip. Lay off it. Yeah, so he he's definitely... Um, strange cat. Like he, he, he's very weird to look at. Uh, he's just, he, he just plays the villain really well. And he actually knew that, you know, after he had that accident or whatever, that he was just going to use his sinister looking features to create diabolical characters and like horror movies and stuff. And that's exactly what he did. His whole career is that his whole career is weird, strange looking bad guys. Yeah, and and he could speak multiple languages, so he was he's really good at doing those villains. Mm-hmm. And here he, they pull up, and he's dressed like a, the Coast Guard. And at first, you see his face, and he's like mad. And then he just goes into a smile, and he's so like, "Hey, welcome to America!" And everybody starts cheering on the boat. Well, we know it's Richard Lynch, and we know this is not going to be a good guy, regardless. And sure as hell, he reaches in to grab one of their hands, and they go, they're all cheering, they're going to go on this boat. And he shoots the guy right in the head. And then the entire boat of Coast Guard riddle this boat full of people. Even the children, the women, everybody's murdered. Yep, machine guns come out, they completely destroy everybody on this boat. And they bring out a guy that obviously has some connection. He knew that there was going to be, that this boat was going to try and make it to America. Yeah, they're using it like a mule. Yeah, like they had, yeah, they had like their little stooge. And so they get on the boat and underneath all the bodies is like a little latch, like a little um, secret hidden panel. And there's tons and tons of cocaine in there. Yeah. So they were smuggling in, I guess, inadvertently. They, these people just wanted to get, you know, their freedom and, and, and come to America for a better life, they didn't know they were sitting on, you know, millions of dollars of cocaine. Which is nuts, but yeah. Yeah, and riddling the, bull, the boat with bullets, you would think they would be hitting the cocaine. True, yeah. true, yeah. Uh-huh. And it was also not a very strong boat. It was, you no, know... No, it's like a shitty boat that and, immigrants are trying to escape on. Yeah, and there's no sinkage happening at all Nothing. either. Yeah. So they take the cocaine because that's obviously what they were there for. Um, and so that, that's okay. Their plan is bizarre. Yeah. I'm I'm a little, um, confused on it. They're able to do anything they want at any time. They, they are able to take the Coast Guard boat, right? Then they're able to go kill a bunch of immigrants, take the drugs, go back to the dock, leave the boat. And then we find out, this is really crazy, because we had to keep questioning it after we saw it. But the cops come to where the boat is. And, you know, we find out that there's a reporter there. 
And the reporter got there before them. So we're already finding out the cops are terrible at their jobs. Yes, right? they are. And when we they go look inside the boat, we see a whole bunch of dressed, like, uh, basically in their underwear, dead bodies inside the boat. Is we it? had a question, like, did he... Did Richard Lynch kill his own people? No. And then I was like, doesn't look like anybody that was on the boat. And then it dawned on us, oh, it's the Coast Guard. They took their outfits. Yeah, that was actual Coast Guard. So they, they dumped them on another boat, took, well, killed them, dumped them on another boat, and then took their, and took their boat. And so they pretended to be the Coast Guard, which, honestly, it's a bit extra because they could have literally just been traveling on any boat. It didn't necessarily have to be the Coast Guard because... It could have just been like, oh, you know, we're just going to take any boat and then we're going to come across these people, you know, trying to get to their freedom. And let me tell you, these people, if they saw any boat at that, po- at that point, they yeah. would have been like, oh, my God. You yeah, know? who are they trying to trick? Right. Like, why does it have but, to be the whole elaborate plan of taking the Coast Guard's boat and killing the Coast Guard and doing all that? You could have just taken any yacht and just been like, okay, I'm going to go out there and take this cocaine. Well, they had to stop the Coast Guard from going in that area to see them and get caught. I suppose, but I mean, isn't anyone looking for these this group of um, like sailors? Like the Coast Guard, they're taking their place, so they probably were answering their calls. I guess you're right. But my my big question is: the boat that they were on when they got the cocaine was that also the boat that had just a ton of dead bodies in it? It had to be. Yeah. So they were sailing around with the corpses, and then they went and got cocaine, and they killed a boat full of those people. Why didn't they just dump the Coast Guard on that boat? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Or, like, I can't even imagine a bunch of guys, terrorists, standing around sailing a boat with corpses all over it. I don't think they did that. I think they took the cocaine onto that boat, and then they probably sunk the, the dead bodies. That's probably what yeah, but did. then we saw that they left the dead bodies on the Coast Guard boat. Do you see what I'm saying? They were sailing around with the Coast Guard. Yeah, it's kind of like giving away your position, you know, because you're leaving the evidence behind. So obviously somebody has the Coast Guard's actual boat. No, know? the the boat was what they got on with the corpses in it. Oh, really? They, they, oh, they left them below. I see. Yeah, they were just, they went inside the boat where you drive the boat and they just found all the dead bodies in it. Oh, yeah, you're right. I, it, it just, just made me like laugh. I was like, can you imagine? Plan. Yeah. Like, why so much? It's so extra. Like, why go through that? Just take a freaking dinghy out there and get your drugs. It's like, what's the point well, of all like that? like I said, the po- point was they wanted to make sure the Coast Guard wasn't uh, watching them. Yeah, I guess. They had to take that certain area and make sure they were patrolling it so the cops wouldn't know. But by leaving the corpses, you're already alerting that someone did something with the boat. Right. So now people are w- looking, but... These cops are so incompetent that it doesn't matter. Yeah, there's no like fingerprinting or no anything like that. There's skill. no Yeah, there's no skill. There's no like, you know, forensics. It's yeah. you know, this stupid reporter who's like the worst part of the whole movie. Yeah, let's talk about the reporter now too because her introduction is terrible. She she's uh played by an actress named Melissa Prophet. She was in uh Goodfellas and she was in Casino. She uh this is really funny ass trivia. Chuck Norris wanted Whoopi Goldberg to play this character. I mean, it would have made some sense because it would have been at least an open, all out comedy instead of like well, trying yeah, to be a serious she, drama. She would have brought something to the table that definitely needed to be in the movie. He was very 
into this. He wanted her in this movie. And he wanted her in that part. The director, Joseph Zito, said no. And he declined it. Chuck Norris is on record saying, well, I never worked with him again. Oh, wow. So that's odd. I mean, it's but crazy. But he was in the movie, so... No, he wanted Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg. Okay, I thought they were talking about... No, he's you know. he was like, that's who I want. That's all I care about. So he was just good. He wanted just a comedy, like a slapstick comedy. Is that no, what Chuck no, Norris wanted? Because no, because he wrote this film, huh? He this is he's one of the three writers involved in this movie. Yes, but so but I'm saying, what is the reasoning behind hiring Whoopi Goldberg? I don't know, but Whoopi maybe would have changed the dynamic between her and him because they don't seem to want to share scenes together. He did not want to work with this actress, and you can see it in every shot. Yeah, I mean, I will say that Whoopi does have acting chops. I mean, we've seen her do dramas, and she does a good job. So, and and this actress, unfortunately. Her character comes off as just really obnoxious because the first scene we have is her acting like it's okay to go on an active crime scene. Oh yeah, tamper with freedom evidence. Freedom of the press, remember? Yeah, she's like free, freedom of the press and all that, and she's screaming at them. Did you take anything? What photos did you take? What did you move? You're, of course, you should know that you're a part of it now, and you yeah. should be held. I mean, that's just so stupid and idiotic. The way that she's reacting is like, all right, this character already sucks. Yeah, she sucked so bad in yeah. this movie. I just did not like her. It was like, why would you... Okay, so you have an already ridiculous plot. And now you're throwing in this ridiculous reporter. Like, we need this. Like, a freaking hole in the head is ridiculous. We yeah. did not need her at all. It was just throwing more garbage into an already, like, trash fire. You yeah. know? And then we we cut to since we're establishing we we also meet the cops. One of the the I think the chief of police is played by the guy from uh, we found out the the father in you know, uh, League, League of, of Their, Their Own. Own. Yeah, he he's uh, he just shows up and he's got like a couple scenes in this movie, but it's mostly giving face, like the kind of face that's just like I don't want to I don't like this. He has a fart face, like he's just like he's always. Why am I in this movie? This yeah. is a turd. Yeah. And we cut now to Chuck Norris and we meet Chuck Norris who lives in the Everglades. He has a company where he brings people out on those um what are those called? Those those water boats, the Everglades boats. I can't remember what they're air called. Boat. It's an, it's air an airboat. Boat. Yeah. Uh, I'm an idiot. You're a terrible Floridian. I went on Get one out. once. I'll never do it again, I don't think. I won't go on one of those things. Are you kidding? I'll sink. It'll sink. <laughs> I just know it. Yeah, no thanks. But he lives out in the swamp. He's got a pet armadillo. I mean, that just seems weird. It was a weird thing. Well, I mean, he, we're not in Arizona. Who has that? It, it was odd. And, and it. this is just like, we establish him and his friends, but it, none of it really matters. He's just, they show him like wrestling gators or whatnot. He's helping out with uh, the gator stuff. I, I, it doesn't really matter. No, because it doesn't. We, we instantly cut back to our villain who's having dreams of Chuck Norris. Yeah, because he had stopped him in you know previously when he was trying to do so he was trying to commit like an assassination on someone, which we don't ever know who that was or why, but he was going to kill oh, someone to with happen. a freaking rocket launcher. I wanted it to happen so bad. Chuck Norris stops him, doesn't kill him obviously, but stops him. Because he's told that you wouldn't let me kill him and now you have to deal with it because I wanted to kill him. 
And I guess that's the scene. I don't know if it's like the scene was not truly what happened because it was a nightmare this guy was having or it was an the flashback comes out of nowhere without warning yeah there's no warning at all usually you can like catch the you know the flashback is it's okay we get it it's a flashback yeah. it's obvious it's that it is but this no not at all it was just they just yeah, kind of scooched in there and just made it part of the movie i even said to you i said this isn't florida i can and you were like no oh, i think it is i think it's miami i said it ain't not this is not this is another country now yeah, right after i looked at the the house and the architecture yeah. i'm like no, no no no, we don't have that even here. the people who lived and worked there i was like what are they in nigeria where, where the hell are they well i can clarify <laughs> this whole situation as to why they don't they they do not tell us anything they don't elaborate on any story any plot lines anything it's because canon removed all that because they didn't want really any story they wanted to focus on chuck norris and his action scenes that's all canon wanted yeah i heard they cut a lot of the movie out now i can't imagine what would have been there because there isn't anything really happening i mean we don't even like, know what anything characters about could have it. conversations right what what is there to have a conversation about there yeah. They're bad guys, and they're they just killed a boat full of of immigrants coming from Cuba, trying to make a better life for themselves, and they just killed them all for cocaine. Well, okay? can, can we can we also just admit that the best part of the movie is Richard Lynch? I mean, yeah, because he's, he's a really good insane villain. He is in this insane. Movie. The the next scene is he brings the cocaine. The reason they wanted the cocaine. This is the most bizarre plot line. These guys can do anything they want. But for some reason, they needed to smuggle in cocaine, steal it, now sell it to another staple villain that's in oh, oh, so much crap. Oh, yeah. He's a uh, stock villain. Yeah. I, I've seen him in so many movies. Yeah. Billy guy. Drago. I, he has a cool name. He has Drago or Drago? I it's Drago. Yeah. He was in The Untouchables. He was one of the big villains in The Untouchables. Uh-huh. He, he uh, is a guy who... Now, they have to give him cocaine so he can buy guns. I I don't understand. Yeah, and... But this isn't even the main plot of the movie. This is, like, just a side plot. Like, a little stupid side plot we don't need. The cocaine means nothing throughout this whole movie. It, the nothing. cocaine is only to set up that they, they are getting their guns from this gun runner by giving him coke. And to, to nail that Richard Lynch is a villain... They, the woman who goes and tests the coke with the like the coke straw, Richard Lynch slams her head into the the straw, and it goes up her nose. Oh, it was gross. And then he takes her and chucks her out a window. That was kind of awesome. I I was like, they if they want us to think he's a villain, they're nailing it. Okay, so they did all that, and you know we know they set that up, so we know that he's diabolical as fuck, right? Okay, fine. What is the reasoning he left the building and didn't even take the bag of cocaine with him? So what was the cocaine he really... was unnecessary? They, yeah. Yes, they, but he didn't have the gun. That was Where... my point before. Why wouldn't they just storm this guy's gun uh, warehouse? Right, and then just take everyone out there and just you know just take the guns. Like it makes no sense. This cocaine plot. Yeah, because no he gets a a call that his his co like whoever's working with uh um I think uh Richard Lynch's name is like. Bosto or something like that. Ross, something like. Um, his name is uh, Rostov. 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 You think he's behind all this? Can't be. He's in Europe. He's here. 
I, I was close. Um, he gets a call that the, they have the guns, and uh, they're. It was, oh, good doing business with you, and that's when he kills everybody in the room. I like I said, why they're doing this? I they're trying to start now. The the main I guess the main plot of this fucking movie is the villains are just terrorists who want to start civil unrest, mm-hmm. but they if they're invading on Christmas are invading Miami, Florida, and then making everybody mad at each other. Yes. Okay. I, I, it is so baffling. And then they're just like, we're going to start a war. That's their plan. It's just, okay. Now, we don't know why this guy is this upset. First of all, this movie's called Invasion USA. We're only dealing with poor Florida here, okay? Yeah, this is- Florida is the one that gets fucked up. We don't ever move beyond Florida. We are, our state is getting freaking fucked up, but it's not even the state. It's really literally Miami. Miami. Okay. And so this guy has this motivation from who knows where to just fuck up Florida for no reason. Just complete civil unrest. I mean, complete destruction for no fucking reason whatsoever. There's no plot in this movie. There's no yeah, like that's it. What is the reasoning behind your your anger? Like why why do you want to do this? What what's the driving force? Is it for money? Is it for power? Like what is it? We don't even know because they never tell us anything. It's just that they are just fucking up our state. Well, there's a couple of scenes. There's a scene where they're on the beach eating hot dogs, and he talks to his coworker, or whatever you're gonna call this. I'm gonna call this coworker. His goon. This is guy what he seems is. like his bestie. I mean, yeah. He says to him, Americans in their freedom, they have no, like, they don't know how good they have it and how easy it is to take it away and turn them against each other. That's it. And so he's like the Joker. He's just like creating chaos. I don't know if they're going to scrape up the barrel after they cause the chaos or not. I don't really know. But what we got to talk about is his terrorist people, his goons, seem like they're from every nation. Okay, we have people that we were making fun of the one guy that looked like Latrine from Top Secret. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I mean, they're yeah. like, there's, they're, okay, there's French, there's Russian, there's... There is like a Korean guy. I think we had... I don't know if he's some, Filipino. I, I there, There's a guy, I all these people, there's every nation. Yes, there was like um an Asian man in there at one point. That Like, okay, we know that there's no way that these people are all working together for one cause. And if that cause is actually there and there is, you know, a reason for all this, then they don't tell us. They don't tell us what the cause is that they're doing this for. Yeah. They're just doing it. Yeah, one of his goons is Alex Colon. He he, he uh, is a Puerto Rican. Right. So, and he, <laughs> what? I know, right? He, he's like a bit actor. He was on a bunch of stuff, uh, the taking of uh, Pelham 123. But all the, like we we couldn't figure it out. We were just like, what the hell are these people? Who? Why are they all involved? Like, why are they so mad in Miami? I mean, they're literally, okay. So we see that they get, um, I mean, there's hundreds of them. Well, yeah, wait, I, this doesn't even make any sense either. They, they get the guns, but then some reason they get boats and they're like the old d-day boats yeah they and look then they, like yes they D-Day literally invade boats. the beach at night in miami but why they just got the guns they're already in miami yeah i don't understand it's like did he just call up his bros in the in like you know russia or something and been like 
hey, can you send more goons, you know, from different countries? Because I need more goons. Because that's exactly what happened. They just came off the ocean and started running through the sand. Hey, yeah, we're here, th- we're here. This is so funny because the the right-hand man that's working with uh, the main bad guy, he's already on the beach, and he sees a flare, and there's a, a guy and a girl who are, are like, gonna have night sex on the beach they're just having fun they're just yeah. making out he and goes they over don't and they don't care about the flare them. yeah he shoots him with a silencer and he's full-on gunshots it made me laugh i was like uh, oh my god he why? even shoots their television he's mad because they were just there americans so like you're telling me that yeah he took them out obviously because they're storming the beaches over there in normandy like there's literally four boats with hundreds and hundreds of goons running out yeah. of the boats like we're gonna take over the universe type deal and they only literally terrorize Miami. Well, before you even get to that, did you notice what happened next? They storm the beach and they run over into the parking lot and he has like 15 trucks ready for them. Oh my God. And I was like, how do you get in all these trucks here? Who, where are all these people coming from? That's amazing, first of all. But then the best part is that you can hear them saying, oh, New York, oh, Las Vegas, oh, Arizona, blah, blah, blah. They were saying names of different cities Weren't and they? like states. Yeah. And I, I told you, I heard New York. I heard Las Vegas. I think I heard Chicago as well. And so I'm thinking here, oh, my God, OK, they're going to hit every major city like, you know, terrorists do. And no, nothing ever materialized out of that nothing they get in the cars and then they just start wreaking havoc well it's crazy before that happens this is how chuck norris comes in the film because a guy in the middle of the night rowboats in the middle of the night in the everglades (laughs) i would never fucking i don't in a suit (laughs) in a suit rowboats to chuck norris's shack okay can i just say this thing is made out of bubble gum yes. and like wax paper this shed he lives in like this little shed it's in the middle of nowhere in tall grass in the in the everglades there's no way that there's enough like hard ground in that area to support the weight of this structure yeah Especially since it's swampland, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's literally swamp. There's no hard surface to build. I mean, that's pretty much what we're all living on right now, actually, out here. So it was all swampland when I first moved out here, so. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe half the structures are still standing I mean, we at least have concrete. But yeah, I I don't know. They This guy swims, he goes to a rowboat out, and it's it's pitch dark. It's the Everglades. There's no lights out here. And he goes to this house, and he decides to break in and enter this it, guy's house. Yeah. It, first of all, it, we already know. I mean, I kind of knew that this guy knew him somehow because he's oh, in a suit. Oh, of course. He, he thinks he's about like, knocking, but yeah. he just breaks in. No, he just goes in, and so Chuck Norris, like, grabs him in the dark and says, you know, you should sneak up on me like that. So we obviously know that he's some part of some organization, you know, he's like a black op or something like that. And so the guy in the suit, <laughs> just the fact that he rode himself in the like pitch blackness in the Everglades in the swamp with animals and frogs and nasty shit out there in the middle of the night, instead of just waiting till the morning to go <laughs> to go and get Chuck Norris because he needs help 
because yeah. we're dealing with a terrorist situation and there's only one man on earth that can stop them and it's chuck norris and his denim he's in- he's the only guy that can stop him the only guy we have to get him because you're the guy and and that's the best part too is chuck norris is like no i left that life you know it's that guy he's that character but then of course he's got to now he's got to think about it because the movie's going to start and because <laughs> movie the villain who has a past with chuck norris happens to invade the same place that he lives what are the chances of what that? are the chances and the best thing is this guy's like i can't do my invasion of the us until i kill him and his guy and he has a nightmare so bad that his goons rush into the room and and worry. Oh my god, so he has a nightmare about Chuck Norris, you know, putting a gun to his head and stopping him from blowing up whatever guy he was going yeah. to rocket launch in that dream. Um and he, the way he wakes up out of this dream is so violent that he literally He's fully shakes dressed, by the, the way. freaking room. Fully dressed, yes. And so I guess the goons are like standing outside the door and they rush in like, oh my God, all like freaked out and nervous about him having this dream. And he's like, I have to kill him. I have to kill him. I can't do anything until I kill him. Like, really? Why would you want to fuck with Chuck Norris after what he did to you? Exactly. And and, and the whole reason the movie even happens here is because this guy is obsessed with him. And his right hand man even says it. Mm -hmm. You're obsessed. Yeah. It's it's insane. So like what is the what what really is the plan here? Are you planning to to take over the, or just destroy Florida or are you planning on killing your nemesis? <laughs> I have a feeling that his plan always involved this dude. I mean, it's because just, why? why what are the chances that he's going to invade the US through Florida where Chuck Norris is? He see, this this bad guy seems to just know everything. He knows where Chuck Norris lives in the middle of a freaking sand dune. He knows everything. Why? Yeah, he knows exactly where he lives. Why? Yes. How? I, I don't know. Yeah. Oh well, of course he talks his bad guys into doing it. They go out to his shack in the middle of the Everglades to kill him. And here's our first. I'm sorry, our second appearance of a rocket launcher. This movie loves rocket launchers, but mm-hmm. doesn't understand them at all and how they work. Yeah. No, they treat them like they're shotguns, up-close weapons. <laughs> they treat them... Not only that, we'll talk about how loading works. Oh, God. Um, yeah, they yeah, don't ever load. They, of course, it, because movie, they don't kill Chuck Norris. They kill his friend, his co-worker, and then leave him for dead, Chuck Norris. Without checking on the body or anything, this bad guy is now okay with, oh, we killed him enough. Let's leave. Why this guy who's obsessed with this guy doesn't go and fully finish the job? Like, you don't even want to double check. He doesn't and, like, want, like, sure a trophy. see his corpse. He doesn't want his, at least, to get his mustache. He's like, blah, blah, blah. I, would, I did it. Bah. I would frame his mustache. Right. You know? I, I mean, come on, his mullet. You know, I would take a souvenir, take a souvenir. dude. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't even get off the airboat and check and see if Chuck Norris survived that explosion, which I don't know. If you look at the far shot of this shack, it's literally just being held together with scotch tape. So I'm probably sure he didn't survive it. And it's still standing. And the Part way that Chuck Norris got out is he jumped through the back window. 
Yeah, he did make it out. The cool thing I'll say about Chuck Norris in this film, the one thing that I'll say is cool about Chuck Norris in this film, he does his stunts. He does. And you know, I gotta say, he makes them look pretty good. For the most part. Yeah. I mean, except well, his jeans, his his denim, he has so much denim, and it just, there's no that's way. That's doing most of the lifting in this film, I literally. Mean, his butt is trying to just reject those jeans, okay? <laughs> it does, there's no reasoning that they have to be that tight. How his his sack is in every shot. I mean, it's, it's in it's, every shot. It's a bit extra. The jeans are just a little bit extra. Like, I mean, anybody's normal form would reject these denim jeans. They just don't bend and move when you're trying to do a freaking roundhouse yeah. kick. Like, this is just the most ridiculous article of clothing to wear if you're an action star. I mean, at least Van Damme wore little tiny shorts. <laughs> I mean, have some well, sense. At least Van. This is this is what I have to say. At least all those other action stars have wounds. Oh, he doesn't have a scratch on him. The the wound that actually ends up in this film at the very end is a joke. It's, it's yeah, a joke. It is, but I mean, we'll, he got we'll blown up, and he didn't even have a freaking cut on his. Oh, it's face. so stupid. It, it's ridiculous. But Chuck Norris is now forced into the movie because. His friend was killed, his shack is blown up, and now he has to come out of retirement. This guy forced him to come after him. Yeah. This guy would have left him alone. Nothing, this movie wouldn't have happened. I mean, see, the villain knows Florida would have been badass. gone. Yeah. If it wasn't for Chuck Norris getting True. shot at. True, but the, the villain knows what a badass Chuck Norris is. And so he still thinks for one second that he, he died in that. That he thing. gave up so easy on him like it was so shocking so let's just uh so yeah i mean the, the movie happens now and this is where richard lynch just goes on a killing spree and that is the movie now there is shot after shot literally i'm not even kidding shot after shot of them killing people so but can we just talk about this this one scene in this movie that is so crazy which one okay so the the scene where he's blowing up all the he just he okay so richard lynch goes into this residential neighborhood with his goons and just starts rocket launching people's homes where children are they're decorating their christmas trees and they're just you know having dinner and living their lives and he's literally blowing up he must have blown up with a rocket launcher no less than six homes and then I read the trivia on this, and uh -oh. I was like, holy shit, this is a real, like, demolition. They, yeah, this they is had like to shut down a neighborhood in Atlanta. Yeah, yeah they were, these homes were slated to be demolished, and they literally blew them up. And I was like, wow, that looks really real for a reason. Yeah, I was going to say, did they really let Richard, uh, Richard Lynch shoot rocket launcher? But if you watch the scene, he shoots, like you said, six times, mm -hmm. rocket launcher's don't have reloads. No, he doesn't even reload. You have to put a, a missile into the damn thing. And they don't show that. They just skip over that. The smoke comes out of the back. You know that there's nothing behind it. Right. It's like that's how it works. In fact, when he was popped, when he popped his head out of the jeep so he could shoot this rocket launcher, there was a goon standing right behind him. I'm like, you do know you're going to take a blast uh, to the face, you stupid. There's a, -hole. a lot of that too. Yeah, like, there's it's, so it's much just of that. So ridiculous. And like, there's scenes in this movie where the 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 goons literally dress as cops and have a legit Miami cop car, and they just 
pull up to this little nightclub and the people are having a good time outside dancing and chilling out and they just freaking start blasting. It, it's just crazy that yeah. they just choose violence in this like just the craziest ways like you're you're only destroying miami like i don't understand what your goal is here like Be- beyond that too they don't finish the job because they're told to leave witnesses why because they want them to turn on the cops okay i understand that's a way to destroy trying you know, to make civil unrest yeah and i get it and that's exactly what happens because after that event when the real cops do show up at that, th- which is interesting probably the, the one, m- most interesting part it is yeah because the the um the people that did survive that attack they start throwing bricks and and sticks and rocks and stuff like that at the actual cops until the cops literally drive away because they're getting assaulted by the the townspeople um, this goes on in different ways throughout this movie a million times, but can we please talk about the worst? He, okay, Chuck Norris seems to be in every single... So is the reporter. We okay. didn't get to talk about that, too. Oh, the reporter. Okay, so she's terrible. But she knows to be in every single spot where bad things are going to happen. She knows to be there. Like, yep. she just knows to be there. Now, mind you, this situation where they are in Miami, they're outside having a barbecue, whatever, dancing, just having a good time. And she just shows up there. And then, oh my goodness, something bad happens. It, it, it's every single scene in the movie, this bitch is literally there every time. Yeah. I'm like, there's no way that this can happen. But it's worse for Chuck Norris because he has some kind of radar where he knows where all the bad guys are going. And my favorite scene in the movie, which is the most ridiculous scene of all time, is that he knew that there was a bomb placed on a school bus with children in it. Oh, you're really cutting past everything, but yeah, okay. I mean, I'm just, I had to talk about the most ridiculous scene because I still can't get over it. There's a couple. I mean, there's so many before that that is insane, but yeah, that's one of the final ones. Yeah, I just have to say that he literally just reaches over outside the car window and takes the bomb. Yeah, the ter- terrorists are just doing wacky shit. They decide to put C4. First off, all the parents, because my Florida is so friggin' screwed that they're deciding to let their children leave the state. So they're putting their children on buses. It's very confusing what's happening here. And the the villains, of course, just drive up and stick C4 on it. Yeah, And it's like a bus full of children. And you're like... Oh my God! How much worse could this get? But at five, going five miles an hour, Chuck Norris just drives up onto the bus and just grabs the C four up. Then is able to drive forward and catch up to the the terrorists who are slowly driving in an obvious area where there's no other cars on the road and <laughs> stick the C four right on their hood in perfect timing to blow them up. Which is amazing because because like. The, they were just saying on the newscast that don't try to leave your homes because the roads are blocked. There's, you know, traffic, you know, back to back, bumper to bumper. You and can't there's get no out. traffic. There's <laughs> nobody yeah. on the highway. There's no one in the highway. It's all, it's so weird. The whole movie, it, like uh, going back to you saying that they shot off the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. It, it should be this amazingly cool thing that they're blowing houses up with families in it. It should be so sad. It should be done so way. It's done in a way where it feels goofy. It, it does. feels disconnected. Even the explosions don't feel epic. 
No. They feel strangely subdued. And you were waiting for more and more explosions to happen. I kept thinking of that scene in Lethal Weapon where they're walking into the house and it explodes the house. It looks, and you know that those two almost got hurt. It's yeah. just insanely amazing to look at it. It mm-hmm. still holds up today. And this scene, something this epic of a guy shooting a rocket launcher at six houses in a row mm-hmm. should be the coolest damn thing we've ever seen on film. And somehow it's just not. And the whole film is like that. Uh, you know, and and really comes down to Chuck Norris, who, like you said, gets involved and then goes on a hunting spree. Mm-hmm. Every scene that he's in, he's like a wet mop. He doesn't have any emotion. He does his one liners are terrible. Oh, can I tell you my my favorite one liner? Because it's literally the only one liner in the movie. The people are aren't on IMDB are saying there's a lot of one liners. No, they're terrible. There isn't. None of them connect in any interesting way. No, but isn't that his thing to like do a one-liner? Well, no, it's just like, no, his thing is that he became a meme sensation. People kind of mockingly enjoying him, but he never did that. He started agreeing with the memes, you know what I mean? So I went in, and I bent down, and I petted him, and all of a sudden, you heard this, like that. So the trainer says, get up very slowly and back up so the tiger did he slowly got up and backed out <laughs> yeah well these well, are not cool one-liners these are not arnold no, level not arnold level no but he he says in the movie he's like smacking somebody up you know to get some information and one of the goons walks in and he smacks him and he leaves the room and then he comes back again and he and chuck norris says if you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. But this, that's like not even the... One of the one-liners is something like, uh, there's a guy he has to go talk to, and he's trying to get information, and this scene is so quick, it doesn't even matter. But the guy's like, I'll see you in hell, and he says, send me a postcard. <laughs> doesn't even like make sense no it doesn't but it's you like, want to know what 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 doesn't make sense is the goddamn mall scene well yeah i'm like <laughs> okay well i mean there's so many things here to talk about and even just the like shooting up the, the 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 stand with the spanish people in it it the gore is not it the, the violence feels very fake and, and to to make it worse this mall sequence now now if this was directed by anybody else now, just go watch Blues Brothers. Oh. And just watch <laughs> the, how epic everything feels in that film. If this was a John Landis movie, this would have been the coolest damn thing ever filmed. Yeah. You know? Uh, it would. They're on a mission from God. That's why. That mall scene is insane. And they did it in a way where you're still to this day going, how much did they spend? How did they do this? Yeah. And in this film, we get a mall scene like that. That's like a Christmas mall shopping yeah, with so terrorists. They're just it. going around to any location that they possibly can to destroy all the lives that they possibly can. So this is just one of the locations, like aside from the neighborhood that they just blew up. Now they're doing a mall and they're going to destroy a mall. So they give one of their goons a package that looks like a, a Christmas gift and he leaves it in the middle of the floor at a department store in the mall. 
and someone obviously sees it because there's a million Christmas shoppers. And so the guy's like, oh my God, sir, you left your package. You left your package. And he takes the package, starts running after the guy and the guy's running like hell to get away from this guy. And then all of a sudden you see police and they're like, wait, stop, stop, stop that guy. Yeah. But this, why? This is the most intense trying to give somebody something they forgot. Yeah. If a guy starts running away when you say that, you automatically should know something's wrong. Yes, he ran and, and away. Th there, he. This guy's so into giving this package back that he gets the cops involved yes. and chasing him. I, I don't. I. Not one moment did they think maybe this isn't a good idea. Yeah. It, it actually takes the terrorist to run into his other friends who now shoot bullets. They just start riddling people in the mall with with bullets, which allows the package to finally go off somewhere else. Yeah. And it was like, if you guys were also going to shoot people, why even do the package? Why do the package? Like, everything with these villains was so extra. Yes. It wasn't like, okay, you know, like, they're, what they were doing was literally just just terrorizing random people. It was not even, there was no rhyme or reason to any of this. They didn't have a set plan. They just went around the town yeah. and did like bully shit, except fatal bully shit. You know what I mean? Like they, they did just well elaborate, stupid things that took so much time and planning for what? For what? That's my point. Yeah. What for what? It, it's so weird. But of course, like you already brought up, Chuck Norris knows everything. So mm -hmm. Chuck Norris has some kind of radar for terrorists. And he shows up in the mall. Yeah, but he doesn't just show up at the mall, okay? There's chaos and there's bullets being thrown oh, around. True. And there's a freaking bomb that just went off. And he crashes through the front window of the mall. Yeah. Doesn't even think that there could be human beings there. And he could have run them over. No, he just jumps through the freaking glass with his truck. Because he knows that something has gone down there. How? Yeah. How do you know? He literally knows when everything bad is happening. It's crazy. We didn't... Okay. There is so much to unpack with him in this movie. We didn't even talk about the fact when he gets to Miami for the first time. He drives down the block. It is the funniest Miami street we've ever seen in our lives. We were laughing. We we're like, Miami might be bad, but this is next level. <laughs> this is like... Mad Max. I mean, everybody yeah. in the road looked at him driving his truck and wanted to kill him. Yes. It was everybody. like post-apocalyptic shit. Like, people were screaming at him and throwing shit at him. Walking his toward truck. his truck like he, they wanted to fight him. Yeah. Uh, even prostitutes were telling them to screw off. Yes. I was like, oh my God. First of all, this is so ridiculous. It, it was wild. And that's his introduction to Miami. And I guess... Well, you know what? I guess he's supposed to... We're supposed to feel like... Is the... like? It's like the movie's asking a question that doesn't even want to ask. It's like, hey, is it worth saving? Well, we don't really care. Right. He just wants to kill terrorists. And he doesn't seem to take joy. He doesn't have any, like... There's nothing about it that's, like, making him feel like he's doing anything important. He just wants to kill Richard Lynch. Yeah, but he it doesn't it, it doesn't really make sense. And there's not even scenes of him really saving people. There's no. one scene of him saving the reporter. And so when he's like shooting in the mall, he doesn't seem like he gives a shit about any like collateral damage. No. So in the mall scene, he okay, they're shooting at him. He never dodges like hardly. He stands still. 
-hmm. And they're shooting Gatling guns, machine guns, rocket launchers. He basically just steps aside. Yeah, and you know what the best part is? I, I made mention of this to you, is that anytime he's driving a vehicle in this movie, there is at least five to seven goons shooting, like, machine guns at his vehicle. And not even one shattered windshield yeah, nothing 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 feels genuine nothing at lands all nothing happens to him he doesn't get a scratch i mean it's just bonkers it's so wild he's and he's doing crazy shit he just walked mm -hmm. and by the way his weapon of choice is to have two slinged uh machine guns uzis each under each arm he has where you would normally have a holstered handgun he has two slinged um, Uzis, and he just picks them up and just shoots them like they're handguns. And yeah. he he doesn't even act. He, he just doesn't blink. He stands there like Frankenstein. Yeah, there's and no emotion it, off of his face at all. It's so weird. It, it's so emotionally detached. There, he goes and saves, uh, for no reason, the right-hand man of Richard Lynch has held up uh, there's like um, civil unrest at a, a meat market where we can tell in the background there was hills. So we're oh like, oh, God. those those famous yeah, Florida like, hills. Oh, yeah. First of all, there weren't hills. Okay. They were mountains. There were they mountains. were mountains. Yeah. The mountains. The only mountains we would have here is trash. The trash uh, heap. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I was laughing about We were laughing about that. But then it was like the terrorists decided... Well, there's unrest at the meat market, and people said there's no meat because they can't get meat in because of the terrorists. And so this is where the terrorists decided to strike. And Chuck Norris, of course, shows up. But, of course, the news reporter's there as well. And the news reporter gets taken hostage. Chuck Norris just walks up behind the guy and makes the gun go to his head instead of hers. And he shoots himself. Yeah. I laughed so hard. I'm like, that was one of the best terrorist kills it's like, like he used like a jedi trick or something yeah. like okay first of all i mean that's the only makes, person he saves right there's a million people there and like it, it's just it's crazy because we're supposed to care about this reporter i don't know why i don't know why but either. why Doesn't is go she anywhere. in the movie like there's no reasoning she's just annoying and so there's no reason for her there, there's nobody in this movie that we're rooting for i'm not even rooting for chuck norris because i literally kind of don't care yeah. i don't care like he he has no there's no acting coming yeah. off of him whatsoever none it's so ridiculous i mean even rambo got hurt come on you know, like, this is ridiculous. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, there's it, no... That doesn't seem like there's stakes to his journey. No, he doesn't... Like, no, none of the bullets land no matter what. Like, he has, at all times, no less than seven or eight goons firing machine guns at him as he's standing still. And he doesn't even bat an eyelash. Yep. He stands there. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It, it's like, if you're going to make an action movie, try. Just try. Like, yeah. even Predator, they got fucked up. You know? Arnold got fucked up. It, it's like, I, I mean, look at John McClane, for Christ's sake. He got so fucked up. Make it realistic it, a it little bit. It makes me think that he thought, this is cool. You know, that I seem cool. I mean, I, I, I can understand that. His jeans aren't even sweaty. They're not even dirty. Like He doesn't get dirty. He, he gets blown up. The, the funniest thing happens in this movie where, for some reason, he just sits back and watches television one night. 
He goes to and his fucking hotel room and he sits and watches some comedy show. Meanwhile, watches, the world is blowing up. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Miami. Yeah. He watches a movie, a black and white movie of violence. And he just like laughs. And the cops break in and they arrest him. Because it turns out that he works for an agency that's, like, unnamed. Yeah, that's that suit guy that, you know, he yeah. rode over to his little cottage. And they told him if he gets caught, that disavow that we work for us. Yeah, you have to deny all knowledge yeah. of, of us. And so they arrest him, and they're like, you're above the law. First off, he's the only one stopping terrorists. Yeah, our own... Okay, so our own military... Like, it was... It, at one point... Not only was the terrorists, like, they they were disguising themselves as Miami police officers, but they were also disguising themselves as military. And I'm talking full-on camo, full-on jeeps, like, military gear, yeah, everything. They, like, they can they do anything. can do anything. Where are you getting this shit, yeah, first of all? Yeah, they keep killing people and taking their stuff. I, I don't even understand how. They have so many people on their side. It's so crazy. Well... The wildest shit happens here because he gets taken into the the, the, the police station, and the news reporter asks you. The news rep, for, for some reason, all the reporters, this is hell on earth. Terrorists are completely taking over Florida, of Miami, and the reporters are at the police station like normal, and they're all asking questions to Chuck Norris, and they give Chuck Norris an ample amount of time to talk into the cameras, and of course. He talks right to Richard Lynch, and he basically gives the dullest, most subdued dialogue to him by saying, uh, you thought I was dead. You thought I was over. I'm coming for you. You're going to die next. That's he how it's going to be. It's, it's time for you to die. Yeah, That's what he died. says. Yeah. In like the most like stale, like emotionless way. Yeah. It was like, dude, are you awake? Come on. Yeah. Like, and even his action scenes, yes, he's getting blown up and throwing himself around, yes. But his fight scenes are really just mediocre. Mm -hmm. Like, he doesn't do anything amazing. Like, when you see JCVD on screen, he is freaking nailing it. He is beating the shit out of people in a beautiful, graceful way. He's doing those roundhouse kicks, those splits, all that shit that he does. Yeah. And it's entertaining. Chuck Norris is like a freaking... like. It's like he, he's he's dead. He's he's just dead. There's nothing going on. Like what what are you doing, man? Are you alive in this movie? Uh, give, it, give it something, right? Like give give There's something nothing. to the movie. Give something. Make I, this made, movie actually made me appreciate more action films. Like you know, yeah. some I'm like, man, I, I can't really talk bad about most action films when something that had this much availability. So many extras, so many explosions, so many sets to blow up, mm -hmm. and they made it look like shit, mm -hmm. and they, like, decided not to go with any gore or anything big. Makes me go, man, some of those movies, man, like, are made, the Raid is just the best damn thing ever oh made, Oh, my God, huh? the Raid is, like, like, everything. I just, I can't stop thinking about it. I'm like, damn, that is the best thing ever, isn't it? Wow. Like, we've seen Everything's a lot so of much impressive, more impressive now. So, I know. Like, this Charles is what people Bronson, need to see. Too. Charles Bronson's a really good action star, but he's an older man in the movies that we've, saw, we've seen of his. Death but Wish. But he's still... Death Wish. Death Wish movies. He is bringing it. Yeah. He is bringing it. You could see That's all of the emotion in him, and he's bringing it. Yeah, Chuck those Norris, are also canon films. I, yeah, they are. And those yeah. also have the same type of budget and kills, but in those movies... 
there's gore and there's yeah. stakes and emotion. Yep. He wants to kill people because they raped his family or yep. killed his family or raped somebody. He know there's a reason. There's a stake to it. Yeah. And when when he gets justice, you kind of like clap. Yeah. And you this do. movie, you're like, all right, like, we don't care. And you know what? I think I think that's bullshit. I think what Cannon's saying about how they cut the story because they wanted to focus on the action scenes and Chuck Norris and stuff. I think that's bullshit. I think Chuck Norris said, "Look, I don't want to do much acting or you know hard work in this. So uh, you know, just cut the story." Yeah, because what could they've cut? Because this movie would have been three hours. I know. God. This movie's already like an hour and forty-five minutes. Oh, jeez, it, it it you can it, feel it. You feel it yeah. after like the fifth explosion you're like eh, whatever but like it's just so <sighs> like damn what a missed opportunity this is um the the when he gets t- uh, kidnapped by the the cops yeah when he gets arrested it, i guess it's some kind of huge twist that he's actually working with the cops and it was all a trap so why would they show that to us you know what I mean? They're lying like, to us. They showed it to us like, oh, we're going to arrest this guy because he's a vigilante or whatever. Some I think bullshit. this is one of those moments where it's supposed to be cheering, but... But I didn't. I'm like, oh, yeah, he's working with the cops. Eh. Because the stupidest shit ever happens. They steal. They, there's an entire elaborate plan. They want to go to the police station and kill Chuck Norris. Again, sacrificing their hand by going and storming the police bill and he doesn't just bring a few terrorists with him he brings all of the terrorists with him yes so many that they have to steal brinks trucks yeah so they attack an armored car um warehouse warehouse and they kill oh my god in a terrible way they kill the three guys working that was one of the coolest looking things but then they were still alive somehow i don't yeah i don't know but they they then they steal the armored cars for what reasoning? Because they could literally just steal tanks because they've been d- just doing that throughout the whole fucking movie. I was wondering about that. So I was like, wondering why they didn't steal doing? tanks. Like, why didn't yeah. they steal tanks? I they mean, steal a helicopter? They don't steal tanks. They are the worst villains of all time. Yeah, they're bad. And our hero sucks. So it's like, okay, who, who are we rooting for here? I don't know if I'm rooting for the villains or the hero because I, I don't even want anyone to win here. These people are awful. Yeah. Look, they still bring trucks to drive through the most easy to get through gauntlet of street blockage. And they drive like three or four Brinks trucks full of terrorists through it. And then the funniest bit is at the end of those Brinks trucks, there's just like a normal pickup truck with like 50 terrorists standing in the back. Yeah, okay. And none of them get I, killed by the guards shooting no. at them. And nobody's taking out their tires. Nobody's taking out the tires. There's a million military guys, you know, with tanks in that blockade, which they, which the bad guys just somehow scoot around like, you know, it's nothing. And nobody gets hit. None nobody. of the terrorists get killed. And what we find out, is, since this is a ruse, right, on them... None of that was actually important. I guess just done to make them believe that they were really going into something important. But to go through that much, just to go to the building to kill Chuck Norris is a huge thing because they would still have to get out. And they would be sacrificing themselves by having no exit plan. But what's really odd is one helicopter lands on the roof. A vil- the villains land one helicopter to do what? To only let Richard Lynch get away? What about all the 150 other terrorists that go with him to storm this building? Oh, I mean, I'm sure they can just 
jump in their armored cars and just dip. But they're leaving those cars and going inside and allowing the cops outside, to, or, or not the cops, it's the entire... Military. Military. Yeah, armed forces they are had at like this nine damn thing. tanks. Yeah, and well, I guess they didn't see the tanks. I guess they were hiding them because they stormed the cop building and nobody realizes after it's like a comical Blues Brothers where they're all, all the guards are, and all the cops are running up the stairs. There are 150 people run through this building shooting nobody yep. because it's empty and they go all the way up. Right. Now, you get through the main building of this police station and there's no people. Yeah. Maybe something would click in your villain brain that maybe this is a setup. Yes. Maybe this is a, a trap. And this is the stupidest villain of all time. He literally has no rhyme or reason to anything that he's doing. He doesn't even realize it until he gets to, like, the 11th floor. And, like, people... There, there's nobody in the building. Yes. Except they, for one man. They don't even look or go near an area where jail cells are. They just go all the way up and shoot office rooms. There's actually cubicles. Mm-hmm. What police station has cubicles? I mean, I guess they what do. What is happening in this building? They do I, have to do paperwork. Well, you know. th- oh, this is my favorite. Every single cop has left the building. And it's only Chuck Norris. And they realize it's a trap. So all the 150 other terrorists run out the front door to be met with the entire U.S. Army and tanks, helicopters, and, of course, one person shoots a bullet, so everybody starts shooting, and there's just mass hysteria for the next 20 minutes outside. This goes on forever. Like, we're talking about our military, who we had, like, nine tanks, ground people, um, helicopters, all sorts of, of, you know police presence there and these bad guys are literally stuck in the front of the police station there's nowhere else for them to go so they're huddled in there like a like a bunch of like little rats and it's taking this long to take them out when you have nine tanks yes are you kidding yeah and and not once that i say you know i said wow this the scope of this is neat but not one moment of it is cool. No, there yeah. was nothing. Nothing neat. about it is like, oh wow, that was cool looking. Yeah. Oh wow, look how cool that yeah. looked. Or nothing. Nothing like that. It's just like, oh wow, I can't believe they got this many stunt, this many uh, extras. Oh my god, yeah, and they were all like you said from different countries. Yeah, everybody. <laughs> like, okay, wait a minute. Who? What country is doing this invasion of the USA? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if it's a Russian main bad guy and then a, a, a Puerto Rican, I don't understand what's happening. Well, Richard Lynch and a few of his goons are still inside the building while the outside chaos is happening. Mm-hmm. And you can't hear any of it. You There's can't hear any of the tanks. shooting, helicopter nope. shooting nope. from above where they are in their position inside the building. Soundproof no, building. Nothing. Soundproof. Totally silent. And Chuck Norris is able to so easily kill... All of these goons in this, this this office building. Our favorite is that he shoots a bullet. I think it's like a rocket launcher. He shoots a rocket launcher at a wall, two of them, and it pushes two giant holes through two guys on the other side of the wall. Okay. And yeah. now 
my first thought was these two guys have exploded. Like their guts are all over the place. They, when he goes in this room, there should be blood everywhere. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. Which would have again used that Greg Nicotaro and uh, Tom Servini gore would have been amazing. Instead, we just have two comical holes and two guys just laying on the floor. Yeah. And they're just like, I think one of them's alive. One of them's alive. I was waiting for you. Yeah. One of them is alive and he gets up and he's like, oh, oh, oh. And, and he Chuck throws Norris, his knife. Yeah. Yeah. You walked out, you got up for that moment. He just chucks <laughs> his ass knife. He has an ass knife. Yeah, he has moment. an ass knife and he pulls it out of his ass and he goes, Bleh. Yep. And that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, thanks for that because there's literally two cannon-sized holes in this wall. Yeah, and they're and a lie. They're they're just they're okay. It's they're like fine. Thick, thick concrete wall on the floor, like missing from these walls. From yeah, these walls. there would be body parts everywhere. It was ridiculous. It should have just been blown like, up. But the can we just talk again? And I can't stress this enough: the lack of emoting. Yes. I mean. He literally walks in the room after he blows two holes in the wall and he stands there with the same look on his face that he's had throughout the whole movie. He doesn't even move his eyebrows. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's just annoying as fuck. I'm like, okay, Chuck Norris, like, we know that you're doing the whole badass thing and whatever, and that's fine. But like I said to you before, we have... So many amazing action stars that know how to use their fucking face. Yes. And this guy, like, I, I, I just can't take it. Like, this this is the yeah. worst acting in an action film, or sorry, lack of acting in an action film I have ever seen. It's almost like parody. You can't really tell if you can take it serious or not. Well, on my favorite, now this is my favorite. He fights... Richard Lynch. But my favorite bit of this is that he disappears. <laughs> Chuck Norris disappears and Richard Lynch can't find him. And he just pounces on him from a corner of a room. And we kept saying, where was he? He was like, you was know, he standing on a file cabinet just yeah, waiting? Or stuck to the wall like Spidey. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, we just couldn't stop laughing. We're like, where oh the hell God. is he? Keep... This is that joke about Batman. Like, when he vanishes and everybody's like, don't know where he is. And you know, he's secretly standing behind a plant or he's like <laughs> hiding on the floor, you know? And everybody's just like, that's amazing. Where did he vanish to? That's what Chuck Norris does a couple of times. But you keep wondering, why is he doing it? Why? It's like, he's like, he's playing with his food. It is like, just beat his ass already. Because he keeps doing it easily. You think that Richard Lynch, this is going to be a good fight. It's not. No. He literally just keeps kicking the shit out of him. He actually, at one point, like, you know how when you, like, lazily put your foot to a door to open it? Yes. He does that to Richard Lynch and knocks him over a cubicle. Oh, my God. So, I think that that stunt person actually got hurt. It, looked, it looks great. It does look really good, but I fear for that person because the, I think that the part of the wall in the cubicle was supposed to break out, but that part didn't. And he went over it and his whole gut was smashed into it. It yeah. was really I, I love that. Crazy. There's a shot. It's just like Richard Lynch's ass. Yes. It, he's that's like sprawled scene. over the cubicle and his ass is in the shot. And I couldn't stop laughing. I was like, this is embarrassing. It like is. This is embarrassing it for is. this poor actor and the character. You, I guess you want, we want this to happen because he's been th shown throughout this movie to kill children and kill people regardless. Mm -hmm. Just 
randomly blowing people up and killing Americans. So we want his revenge on this guy. Mm -hmm. But when it comes, we're just kind of like, yeah, but can I have something epic? Yeah. Well, I guess it does come because Chuck Norris, well, Richard Lynch runs into a room because Chuck Norris has disappeared again during this fight. And it's <laughs> able to grab another. Rocket launchers are everywhere. Rocket launchers are like fountain pens. He finds you it behind can, a desk. Yeah, you can just, or a Bic. You can just find a big pen. You can just pick it up. He just finds a rocket launcher mm -hmm. and picks it up and gets ready. He starts aiming at walls. I don't even know what he's aiming at. But, of course, Chuck Norris just slowly walks up behind him with another rocket launcher and just clicks it open. Slow as hell. Does yep. not care if now that Richard Lynch, who is aiming, could just spin around and shoot. Yep. Nope. He spins around. Chuck Norris is still able to just shoot him with a rocket launcher through a window. Yes, but it's, what's amazing about this is that neither one of these dumb fuckers cares that they're in a building, yes. in a hallway, literally about, I would say, maximum four feet from each other. Yes. And they would kill each other had one of them fired anyway. Yeah. So how does he... And the best part about Chuck Norris is when he fires his rocket launcher at Richard Lynch... He doesn't even, there's no blowback. Like, he doesn't, like, no, none of his hair moves. Like, when you fire a rocket launcher, you would think that it, there would be, like, some blowback. Like, you'd maybe be blown backwards a little bit, may, maybe step backwards or just be a little bit disheveled, taken aback a little bit, because you just shot someone that's literally four feet from you. No, there's nothing. Yeah, he, he just stands there, completely if motionless. I'm not, if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't even pick it up to shoulder it. He just shoots it with his hand, holding it downward, isn't he? I yeah, I don't I don't I, think he put it on his shoulder. I don't even remember him pushing a button. I just remember shooting. Yeah. And you're absolutely right. The force that comes out of the back of a rocket launcher would blow the wall up behind him because he's in a hallway. Yes. There's a I would hallway. love to see God, I wish the Mythbusters were around still to do something to test I know. I, I would love to see to someone see test what the would theory. Happen. Like, first of all, who the hell would ever fire a goddamn rocket launcher in a building? Number one, because the whole building could just come down on your head and kill you as well. But yep. within four feet of another human being, this is not a goddamn shotgun. Yeah. It's not a pistol. It's not a knife. Why would you use this weapon indoors? It's so stupid. But my favorite is that the make of the uh, explosive department, whoever did the, the rig. It's either Tom they Savini strapped, or... They strapped it. There's like 50 people on this list. They strapped a bomb, apparently, you can tell, mm -hmm. to a mannequin. Because when it blows out the window, you can see funny-ass parts of a dummy. It's definitely a mannequin I, head. You can see a mannequin head fly out, and yeah. it looks like a uh, Richard Lynch wig <laughs> flies out one direction while the head is going the other direction. Yeah. Uh, it is terrible. It is. And you know what the best part about this is? It just cuts to the credits. Oh my god, no, it doesn't, because after you see him get blown up, they cut to Chuck Norris standing there with a tiny little cut on his forehead, microscopic cut oh, yes. on his forehead. He has a tiny little scrape. And no dirt on his clothes whatsoever, and he's just standing there, and then Finn. 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 That's it. Credits roll. I'm like, I hate He doesn't this even movie. say anything. <laughs> like, you think that he would say a great one-liner. Nothing. There's nothing happening on his face or coming out of his mouth. Nothing. This was the worst. It was like the most over-the-top, ridiculous action movie 
I have seen, let me tell you, we watched The Fast and the Furious, and there's nothing more ridiculous and over the top than that shit. But at least, and you you can yell at me if you want, but at least Vin Diesel had some kind of emotion on his oh, face from time to time. Yeah. He cried. I, I guess. He, he cried. Oh, sorry. He, I, I you know, guess, but. He got angry. His superhuman shit. Yeah, that's just as bad. That's like another level it's of it. It's the same shit, except Vin Diesel was wearing combat boots and cargo pants instead of jeans and a denim shirt i think that the the what the fast and the furious has become is a mix between this and armageddon oh so you mean the astronauts that well, were just sent insane to space? insane science oh okay. that they can do anything they want they can make a, a they made a race car basically to on the on the planet they had to drive those trucks through the um the, the asteroid in Asteroid? Yeah. That's virtually... But with these with this Chuck Norris character, the reason that the Fast and the Furious movies were ever even decent was because of characters like Paul Walker's character. The heart. The, Paul the Walker, emotion. yes. He was the heart of the entire franchise. Yeah. And when we lost Paul Walker, the, the heart it's of the done. franchise is yeah. done. They should have ended the, the franchise. But that's where, that's where we are here. It's This is exactly... If, if Vin Diesel had his way, no side characters, I work alone... Uh, you know, cause it, it, he never, that character was never about family and now he's like family, but right. this Chuck Norris character is like nobody, I don't have anything and I don't care. Right. He, he just, like, he has nothing going for him. There's, there's absolutely nothing. It, it the, the thing that sucks is just how much they could have done. That would have been awesome. Yeah. Like they could have had a preview. Right? The movie trailer could have been something like this, right? They could have said, Miami, Christmas Day, when the terrorists come out to play. You know? Mm-hmm. Something. Oh, yeah. And, and that's when Chuck Norris comes to slay. If you come back in here, I'm going to hit you with so many rights, you're going to beg for a left. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> and then you have, like, cr Christmas Invasion mm -hmm. or, or something fun, you know? And you just do crazy shit and have... I don't know. Chuck Norris dressed like Santa Claus. I don't care. Something. Something, something. fun with the explosions and stuff they can do and have rated R. Have the gore. Have the insanity. Have, you know, just over the top stuff. But make it fun. I definitely think that Chuck Norris might have been right. That Whoopi Goldberg might have brought something fun. I mean, maybe he would have cracked a smile or something. And maybe there would have been more of a reason to have those two characters together. Yes. Maybe there would have been, like, stopping that I work alone shit. Maybe he would have been like, I have a friend I care about. Yeah. Because you can see that he clearly did not want to work with this actress that's in this movie, and they hardly have seen. It doesn't seem like anybody wants her in this movie, because, I mean, she's just, number one, the most annoying broad on the planet. But then when she's, you know, in the scenes, it's like, nobody really cares what's happening to her. She gets fucked up, he, he'll pull her by her arm and pick her up off the floor, and then, like, see ya. Like, why is she even in the movie or even yeah. a thing? They don't even show her at the end. The, at the end, she's in the uh, police station and she, you know, they basically share a line. It's the only time that they're really, like, really friendly. She says, you know, he says, uh, how, how's the, I don't know, how's the war going? Mm -hmm. And she's like, I should be asking you. You know, it's like for the first time, it's like they're kind of sharing, like, they're oh, we, I get you and you get me. We're both trying to do something. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't go any... That's it. She's out of the movie after that. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason There's to no her character at it, all. So... And it, oh God. 
even when his friend died in the Everglades, he just like burned him a lot. He put him in the house and set it on fire and then left and didn't tell anybody. Yeah. He's just like, eh, that's it. Okay, so this man his didn't armadillo have any... got his armadillo got loose and he just like eh, eh whatever. Bye. I mean honestly, this, but this this man who he was friends with didn't have any family or anything. Anything, yeah. Like come on, like you you're not even going to do anything to like bury him or or tell anyone that he died like there's no emotional situation in this movie at all yeah and this is why we can't have nice things according to my um segment here that i'm going to do i'm going to uh i can't even believe i found a 10 star review but yeah to read one 10 star review one one star review these people are insane i, I just have to say it <laughs> so i'm gonna read the one 10 star review and uh, it's the greatest movie ever made. Oh. Yes. Oh, okay. And it says, this is the greatest movie ever made. After this one, filmmakers should have just given up. It has everything. Explosions, gunfire, and Chuck Norris. Mm. The bad guys hatch a scheme to invade the USA, but there's one thing they didn't bargain for. That's right. They didn't bargain for Chuck Norris. Mm. It's got some great action. Did I mention explosions? And lots of Chuck Norris kicking the crap out of bad guys. It's a great movie for the whole family. Oh, yes. Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but I don't. we don't have children. If we did have children, I'm not going to sit them in front of the TV and say, Here you go, kids. Why don't you just watch these <laughs> terrorists destroy people? What the hell? That's just fun for the whole family. Uh, I wouldn't want my little baby nieces and nephews to sit and watch this shit. I got nothing. I, 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 this guy, this review. I can't even take him seriously because you know these Chuck Norris people. Like that's the joke. Like overdo it. So I can't even take that seriously. It could no, have been a joke it's, in itself. It's probably a joke. I mean, he's probably just trying to raise the rating. Like you know. Yeah, probably. Like you always say they're trying to do that. Um, but yeah. So then there's a one star review. <laughs> no, I can't wait. No, I can't even. Okay, so the one-star review, I have to, uh, keeping in with the theme of the ten. Tragic end for a soldier. I felt so bad for the U.S. soldier who was killed five times in the battle sequence at the end of the film that I felt my intended ten-star rating must be reduced to just one. Okay, just kidding. The whole movie sucked. Yeah, and, and what he's talking about, too, is that in the end battle scene, there are a couple soldiers that are killed in the weirdest ways. One's just, like, standing. They're just He's just standing, standing there in the gunfire. And I was like, well, yeah, you're going to die. It's like, did you have any training when you entered the army? You know, take cover? Yeah. And I guess I guess what he's talking about is that you could see him die in multiple frames. But yes, yes. I, I didn't even pay attention enough to care. Like, I just couldn't stop laughing. <sighs> There was a lot of that kind of crap. Can I point out a great fun fact I forgot to mention during this? Yes, please. Until 2007, I believe, this was the second highest grossing film on video. No. After Gone with the Wind. Oh my god. That's what I read. I was like, what? How the (laughs) fuck is that possible? This could be a movie... That was handed. It that's just like essential reading when you go into Cracker Barrel. You know, it might be like the essential film that you get right next to uh, uh, Red Skelton's uh, DVD collection. <laughs> you know, like Cracker Barrel Essentials. 
Oh my god. There's nothing more American than Cracker Barrel and Chuck Norris Mission USA. I mean, no, Invasion USA. Oh, whatever. Mission USA is a completely different film. This actually has more Miami connection than the movie Miami connection. Oh my god, it does. So let's move on now to what I didn't say in the opening, which I usually say is where we ask the question, "Is is this a bad movie? And if not, what is? Well... What are we rating it? Oh my god! I mean, I I don't even want to do this. It's like okay. <laughs> Why not? Well, <laughs> what do you mean you don't want to do I this? I mean, this movie was you give up on rating. I mean, it's you've given up on life, I've haven't given, you? Yeah. Get out I, of the street, you fucking bum! I, I okay. Here's the thing. All right. Okay. So I will say, I I want to give this movie a four because there were some neat explosions and some like i don't know cool stunt work okay just that's all it had but i can't give it a four because a four is so bad it's good this is not this is not so bad it's good it's terrible i'm giving it a three yeah uh there there was i completely feel what you're saying there's a there's a part of me that almost wants to give it a four or five only because of what they were able to do with extras and explosions and just concept that they're doing really crazy stuff that you don't see very often, but it's terrible. I mean, it's a bad movie. I could it's never, bad. I could never watch it again. And <sighs> no, there is, yeah, there is no reason. I, I mean, this to me is just, it's it, the, the utter lack of using what they had, the the complete failure on every front to make something amazing with what they were able, you know, what they were given, just pisses yeah. me off to the extent where I want to go three. I mean, see, now it's like, I, I, I'm definitely going three, but now I really want to watch all the Chuck Norris movies I haven't seen. Because yeah, we, we definitely see, have to like, do a month of Chuck Norris films. I mean, he, he's got it. Yeah, I mean, there's got to be other ones that I haven't seen, and I haven't seen so many. He has yeah. a like pretty impressive resume. He's got a lot. He's like two hundred something um, items on his resume. When I was a kid, I saw a few. I don't remember them enough to talk about them, but the one movie I have seen the most is Sidekicks. Okay, yes, I have seen that too. Yeah, that is the one that stuck out for some reason. It was always on HBO or whatever when I was a kid, or or television. I don't know where. I would just see it all the time, and I did have a love of Joe Piscopo when I was a kid. And <laughs> yeah, you do. It, I have a lot of people probably do not even know who that is, and he's in Sidekicks as the villain, and I don't know. He just makes me laugh in that movie, and the movie's kind of got like heart, but it is bad. Yeah, I uh, mean, unfortunately, thing, uh, like, Brandis just... was not a great actor. No, oh, you know. Yeah, I know it's a shame. Rest his soul. But, yeah. but I gotta say, like, I, I feel. I feel like there's got to be at least, I'm going to say five of his movies that are going to really jolt me, like entertain me, mm, you know? Okay. There has to be where he actually shows some acting. Because in a lot of the movies I've seen of his, it's kind of just same, bold face, like stone. But there's at least a little bit, you know? Yeah. I, and we're not going to count that he showed up in one of the Expendables films. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah, we're not counting that. We actually have seen. No, that. we're not gonna. But have yeah. you seen Top Dog? 
Yeah, I've never seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. I watched it with my mom. Wow. And I got to tell you, I do remember that movie being cute, but then again, I was was I was young. So I haven't seen it as an adult. But um apparently there's a movie called Hero and the Terror. That just sounds interesting. It's 1988. I want to see all his 80s movies because it's around the same time as this one. This one was 1985, which is my favorite year for movies. Mm-hmm. So I think that I don't know. Let's just let's keep trying. Well, let's uh let's finish what we were doing though, and we were doing the reviews. So oh yeah. Now we have the list of the movies that we've started. We've this would be the eleventh movie we're adding to our list of what are the worst movies. We're always looking and asking the question, what is the worst movie? And we've only done this within the last ten movies. We we've skipped a couple of, like our favorite ones during November, but. We have 10. Where would we put this on our lists? So, of course, our number one, the worst movie we've watched so far since we've been doing this is Mortal Kombat Annihilation. The one after we both followed up with is The Mask of the Red Death remake, 1989. Uh, Now, are both of those worse? Okay, like I, I told you, it will take a miracle for something to knock... Mortal Kombat Annihilation out of the number one spot. Oh, yeah. We've actually watched some movies off this podcast recently that we would definitely, I would definitely knock Mortal Kombat Annihilation. Okay, we'll off. talk about that later because I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh. But, oh, except the one we watched on Bad Movie Night. Oh, we've watched a couple movies even off of that. And, uh, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, right now, the only on the podcast we're doing the ones that we've seen on the podcast. So, yeah. Is, is it worse than those two? No. Okay, then I'm going to say, I, I really hated this movie. I did. This was a wet turd. I'm going to say this This comes after. Yeah, we're going to put this at number three. So you're knocking off Bucket of Blood yes. remake. Yes, I am. To, from 95. This is worse. It's worse than that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, it is. This is just a sloppy mess. I, I don't... All right, this is your number three. Yeah. What say you? Because... I feel like... Man, this is tough. I mean, I I don't like this movie, but I don't know if it's worse than those other two movies, which is Bucket of Blood '95 and April Fool's Day Remake '2008. Those are both not good as well. At least we can make fun of Bucket of Blood in some way. Yeah, no, I agree. you know, like there was something that we kind of giggled at, you know. There's no way that Bucket of Blood is worse. I kind of at this too. But... We didn't giggle. We were in. We were making each other laugh at our own our own jokes. We were laughing at our own jokes because there was literally nothing in this movie that was entertaining, except for some of the freaking explosions. Like I said. All right, I'm gonna agree with you then, because I was definitely thinking, I definitely liked Bucket of Blood better. I'm surprised that I liked April Fool's Day better than Bucket of Blood. I mean, I our list. Damn. Yeah. It's just... Alright, this is our number three. Out of 11 movies, this has landed on number three. Oh, man. Kind of wild. It's only got to get better from here. It has to. (laughs) It has to. I want to watch a movie. We'll see. We'll see how it works out. With the ones that we have planned for, you know, the next Uh, month. We're talking about this the rest of this month. Uh, Yeah. I I think the next two are going to be really, really bad, so... This movie had me... I I can't even stay in order. 
on this one because I feel like with every scene that it's like literally a roundhouse kick to the face. I feel like I'm being thrown <laughs> back in time. I couldn't even keep oh, what shit. scenes came next. I, I was it was just a hot mess. This movie. Yeah, you know it's a shame we never. I don't think we've we rarely do action films. No, we really and don't. I was excited about an action film, and I was th- excited about a Chuck Norris film. I was I was thinking this might make us really into it, like pepped up talking about. And then at the end, when it ended, we were both like, "Let's get this no. done. Let's get this conversation yeah, out of the way." Yeah, let's just scooch along. <laughs> because it's like that's a shame. I mean, we we did the Fast and the Furious. That was the actionist of the action. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I, mean, I guess I'd count that. I, I forgot that was a whole thing we did for a yeah, month, but for a that's while. It. That's it, though. Like we don't. We usually do like other things, like you know, cult. Usually horror. Are, lands mostly on this. horror. Yeah, mostly. But we're doing this for a purpose. This is not a Christmas film. It takes place during it, Christmas. It, it was a little bit of a mess up. There are. There's a couple christmas references and there's a couple christmas things going on mm-hmm. i thought it was going to be full christmas stuff and that was a disappointment yeah you know it it, it wouldn't have mattered <laughs> <laughs> this movie it was a been. steamy pile of shit yeah all right let's get out of here thank you everybody for listening as always um we're on social media at uh joe's at the crafty misfit and i am at just another movie night on instagram you can hit us up and tell us that you love this movie you love chuck norris or tell us what chuck norris movies we might <laughs> want to do on this please tell us yeah give it give us those ideas <laughs> because we would love to hear it because this is an actor we definitely have not really delved into no we really have not explored chuck norris's yeah. I just want to, you know what? I really want to see how many movies he's wearing these jeans in. All of them. I'm Texas Ranger. That's what he wore. How are his balls intact? They are, I don't understand. These jeans are up to his neck, number one, and they're tight as hell. And this guy's doing roundhouse kicks in this shit? I don't understand. I I wouldn't call them roundhouse kicks. It's like a half backwards kick type Mm. thing. This is not like a half Van Dam. Those are those are roundhouse no, kicks. Van Dam's in a he's a he's different. in a whole other class. Yeah, yeah, we don't put anyone in that class. But this still, I mean, I can't even lift my leg to tie my shoe in jeans, <laughs> and he's doing like half circle kicks in these jeans. It, I just, mm-mm. I have a problem with this. No, not the Wranglers. The Wranglers, no. What are they, well, Lee? Lee uh, before Joe goes on another rant about these pants. Lee boot cut. Uh, yeah, so it, please, 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 please tell us Chuck Norris movies that you think that we need to talk about or movies that you love that we definitely should check out. I'd love to hear about it. Please hit me up on social media. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Have a good one. See you in hell. Send me a postcard.